Live from the Midtown studios of KFNX, it's Grateful Heart Radio with your host, Rebecca Rains. Welcome to our show and thanks for listening. This is Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show where we bring you the three E's, educate, empower, and engage. We like to bring our listeners accurate information instead of just the headlines or sound bites designed to simply attract attention. And honestly, today in this current craziness that we're in, aren't there a lot of headlines that are kind of scary out there? So more so ever than not, we want to help you make your real estate and financial personal decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we've been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. We are proud to be part of the Timely Balanced Truths Network, and we are live here every Monday, 11 a.m. So if you have a question, today's show, you may want to call in for. We are going to be covering a whole litany of different topics related to real estate and business because everybody's wondering what's going on out there. The number you can call, 602-277-5369, toll-free, 866-536-1100. Today on our program, we have some fantastic guests for you. Both of them have been in this business for a very long time. Rob Sell of Sell Home Inspect. Welcome, Rob. Good morning. How long have you been doing real, or real estate home inspections? Uh, 20 years. 20 years. So, yes, a long time for Rob. And Mr. Joe over there in the corner. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Joe. Of Epic Home Mortgage. Yes. You're not going to tell us how long you've been doing this? I've been doing it almost as long as you. Oh, my goodness. He was just totally <laughs> teasing me before we started about my quarter of a century plus years here doing real estate in Maricopa County. I am very proud of it. We have worked very hard to help a lot of people get into homes during all kinds of crazy times, 9-11, Y2K, the downturn. And I'm telling you right now, to me, it is not a downturn. I heard a great analogy by Tina Tambor last week from the Cromford Report, and she talked about our Phoenix local market as it was gushing out of a hose. You know, this has been such a crazy past couple years. I have all kinds of stats to share with you in today's show. But going through the hose right now, we're kind of hit a kink in the hose where things have kind of been stalled. And they're stalled a little bit, but not really. And me and Joe are, in particular, are really going to get into it. And same with Rob here to explain the things that he's having to do different. But what we fully expect is once this mandated quarantine lets up and a lot of people get to finally go back to work. I know a lot of us are going stir-crazy at home with the kids who are having to do work or school from home. It's It's different times. A month ago... My notice from a month ago was it's officially a frenzy. 11% more contracts than listings for sale. Contracts over a million up 60% over last year. And oh my goodness, things have changed this last month due to the coronavirus, but not necessarily in all the ways that you would think. Hey, Rob, why don't you share with us, if you will, what is it that you're seeing different doing home inspections today? And by the way, I wanted you to explain first and foremost the difference between an inspection and appraisal. Because I know a lot of people assume having a home appraised is the same thing as having a home inspection done. Well, that's a really good good question. Difference between a home inspection and a home appraisal. Home appraisal determines value. What a home inspection does, we go in and determine what's wrong with the home. We find the things that are that need to be repaired and point you in the right direction of who you need to get to fix them. And you actually had to go to school for that, Rob. It's not like anybody can just go out there and climb up on a roof and say, hey, you need a new roof. Yeah, the school is quite extensive. There's a, there's a, the state has quite a few 
guidelines that make us go they make us go through so yeah it does take a while so it's years two years okay so i as a licensed real estate agent here in arizona i only need 90 hours of education isn't that crazy when i started i think you just needed a pulse (laughs) that was the key to being a loan officer back in the the early 2000s. Yeah, but you're actually a broker now, Joe, as well as I'm also a broker, which does require more education on our, on our behalf. But it wouldn't be two years of education, Rob. Right. Well, when I say two years, that may be a little bit over. But by the time you get your schooling, you get your parallels, and you mumble your way th- through your first year, it takes about two years. What's to- a parallel? A parallel inspection is where you go alongside of another inspector, a licensed inspector, we have to do at least 30 of those. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I know when I started in real estate, you guys didn't have to be licensed yet. And I didn't tell people to even spend money on an inspection back in those days. But today we actually make people sign waivers if they, for whatever reason, choose not to because right. we don't want to be liable because you find so much stuff with the house. But today when you're going into a house, people are really concerned. A, sellers are concerned that they may get the virus from somebody coming through their home. You know, if they've been hunkering down and, and watching the quarantining and, and those practices, you know, sellers aren't super excited to have anybody coming into their home, whether it's to inspect, to look at them, to do repairs on them. What are you doing different when you go out to inspect a home today, Rob? Well, number one, we're trying to keep only just uh, pertinent personnel in there. Like, for instance, myself, we do my inspection, try to get the termite person to come at a different time. And then if the buyers come, which I haven't had a buyer in probably about three weeks, mostly what we're doing is Zoom or FaceTime. Okay. So you're not having the buyers come. So typically in years past, whenever I've had Rob do a home inspection for me, I show up at the home with my clients about the time, I don't know, after three or four hours you've spent in a home to kind of do your analysis of it. And then you usually would walk us through and review the whole property with us and explain to us the deficiencies you found during your inspection. So what you're saying, Rob, is right now you're not doing that. You're having to do it using Zoom or FaceTime. Correct. Mostly because when the sellers are home, which I would wish that they would take a walk or something because it makes it really difficult. If they would just get out of there a little bit, it would be less people in the house and it would be a little easier to do the Zoom which is difficult in itself, but yes. So you're saying, do you have concerns when you're walking into homes? Because I noticed last week, my husband and I, we went to go meet an appraiser and the appraiser was wearing a face mask, had her gloves, had her booties, and she bolted in and out. And we're even seeing a lot of drive-by appraisals right now because the appraisers don't want to enter a home today. Well, I wear booties and I, I don't have face masks because they're really hard to come by right now. Okay. But I do wear gloves. And wearing gloves is never a bad idea, even in good times, just because you never know what you're going to touch. And you, by the time you touch something, you know, what's the first thing you do? You touch your phone, then you touch your face. I mean, there's a lot of reasons wearing gloves is important. But wearing gloves is something that uh, I've incorporated into this and also just trying to minimize the amount of personnel in the house at the same time. Right, 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 right. And then I'm sure as soon as you leave, the sellers are probably wiping down with the Clorox bleach wipes and using the you know hand sanitizer. Right. It's definitely a good stock to get into right now. That's for darn sure. And, you know, Joe, I'm looking at you across the table. Are you seeing a lot of inspections being waived right now or are most of your buyers or most of your your customers still getting home inspections? So it's a good question. We have a lot of uh, what's called a property inspection waiver. So depending on how the deal is presented and what the particulars are, of that deal, some 
properties are not required to have an appraisal. And as long as the seller and the buyer agree that the uh, the value is good and you get the waiver, then you're considered okay and ready to ready to roll. So two things, that eliminates the need for the appraisal, but it shortens the timeline as well. We're seeing appraisals take longer than they used to because just, they're just not willing to schedule out. Mm-hmm. And then the second piece is on the actual appraisals, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have come out and they've said in some areas uh, they will forego the physical inspection of the house and just do what's called an exterior appraisal where they kind of just drive by and they do their typical comparables. And make they sure go from it's there. standing. Make sure it's still there. Make sure it looks nice. Get some pictures and, and kind of keep it moving. So in some harder hit areas, not quite Arizona, but in, in some other areas where nobody really wants to go anywhere, like a New York or a Detroit, Louisiana, stuff, places like that, um, they are waiving those appraisals, the full appraisals. You know, and you bring up a really good point. I did pull up the stats from the John Hopkins website on the map this morning. We're going to have to – I can't believe it already is time. We're going to have to go to commercial break here momentarily. If you guys haven't seen the website yet yourselves, I'm going to just quote when we come back, coronavirus.jhu.edu forward slash map. And that gives you all the stats for all the places that have been – hit by the virus, which is pretty much the entire world, right, right at this point. But by far, New Jersey, New, New York, Michigan, California, Louisiana are the worst hit here in the U.S. We're going to talk about Arizona when we come back from break. You guys are listening to 1100 AM Independent Talk, Grateful Heart, Motivational Arizona Real Estate and Business Show. Be back in just a few guys. Thinking about buying or selling your home? Experience matters when it comes to what may be the biggest investment of your life. Rebecca Rains has been selling real estate full-time for more than a quarter of a century. Her track record is proven, so come see why all of her clients rave about her services. Whether it's your first home or possibly your last, you owe it to yourself to call a true professional. 480-243-4242 or visit IntegrityAllStars.com. Experience matters. IntegrityAllStars.com. Have you been thinking about buying a new home or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith at Epic Mortgage for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead so you can get the best rate, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Reels are recommended for over 20 years. Contact Joe Smith at Epic Mortgage today. 602-741-4121. We want to welcome you back. I'm Rebecca Rains, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show on Independent Talk, KFNX 1100 AM. If you have any questions, you've been affected by the market, please feel free to give us a call. We are live here every Monday at 11 AM. Any questions, 602-277-5369 or 866-536-1100. Again with me in the studio right now, we have Rob Sell with Sell Home Inspect. Hello, Rob. Good morning. And we have Joe Smith with Epic Home Mortgage. And if you just heard his commercial, yes, brokers are better, JoJo. Explain to us why. So brokers, there's many different reasons why brokers are better. But especially right now, let's talk about in today's market, why are they so much better? Here's what happens. As an independent mortgage broker, which I am, I'm allowed to source my funds for my buyers 
the best deal out there along with the best terms. So terms could be uh, ability to fund. And right now what's happening is there's some mortgage companies out there there's a lot of mortgage companies out there that are that are struggling. You would think it's a great time, but it's actually a tough time because the money is hard to get passed around. Well, time out. So the reason why it's a great time is because rates have been historic lows. Correct. And right before the coronavirus hit, we were having such lows in the in the market for interest rates that the refi boom was just insane. And that's was, what's partially why the appraisers have been so busy. It's been going. So you you can't the volume is up big time, but there's a whole back end story to the mortgage business. Why don't that you explain don't what? Why don't we explain what that really means? Because that's where it makes the most sense of what you just said earlier about why brokers are better in today's market. So, when we go to a lender, we do the loan with them. It's their. It becomes their loan. They they're free to do whatever they want with it, and we go where wherever we want to go is where we go. Now, for a traditional mortgage lender. In the valley or anywhere. So a banker versus a broker. A banker versus a broker. They have to, they have specific places, only specific places that they can do their loans. And if those loans, if the credit lines shrink up on them, then they don't have somewhere to put their loans and they become very constricted and their resources go away. And that's what we're seeing in the marketplace. Whereas if you're a broker, I have endless resources. Can I could just move along to the next company? where a banker cannot move along to the next company. At least not as quickly as you can. Correct. So long story short, his commercial brokers are better. In this time uh, that we're currently experiencing, we're seeing the the terminology that you're hearing all the time are unintended consequences. I talked about it last week with Tara Krieg of AmeriFirst and Amanda Sue Briggs of Lawyer's Title because the stimulus was so new. What we've seen in this last week since the last show is some serious consequences that have resulted from the very well-intended stimulus package. In the downturn of, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, during all that time, we had some programs come out, but they kind of came out a little bit too late. It seemed like they really bailed out the big banks. Currently, you know, obviously people who are renters have been told they don't have to, they don't have to fear eviction right now. People who have mortgages, if they can't make their mortgage, they don't have to fear being foreclosed on right now. But there's a lot of unintended consequences as a result. So, Joe, I would like you to explain, because I know you really want to talk about forbearance. For some people, they're like, forbear what? What is forbearance? Okay, forbearance. I'm so excited to talk about <laughs> forbearance because it's the buzzword, right? It's the buzzword of this crisis is forbearance. So explain to us. What does that mean? Back in 08 and 09, the, the buzzword was short sale, right? So this time around, the, buzz, the buzzword is forbearance. So I'm going to read you a little bit. Forbearance is a temporary postponement of mortgage payments. It is a form of repayment relief granted by the lender or creditor in lieu of forcing a property into foreclosure. So a couple of aspects there. It's a form of repayment relief granted by the lender. So granted by the lender, your lender has to be on board with this, number one. And most of them are. They're asking for people to participate in this. Secondly, forbearance is not a automatic. It's not a, I can miss my payments. It's not something that you could just roll with and, and not have a consequence behind it. Well, you, you can't just stop either. You need to actually call Wells Fargo, call Chase, call whoever you make your payment to and work up an agreement in writing. 
and I saw you shared with our group, we mastermind together, Joe, and you had shared with us what that actually looks like. So what does a forbearance actually look like to the guy who currently just got told he has to be on an unpaid furlough this month and he's not going to get a paycheck. He's going to get unemployment that might be only a fraction of what he's accustomed to receiving on his income. So these are real live examples. This is happening all across the country, all over the place. Some people know what they're getting into. Some people do not. But the forbearance, let's give the example of a mortgage payment of $1,000, right? So Easy math. Easy math. We'll go $1,000. Let's say the mortgage company will allow you to forbear your mortgage for four months. And you go, great. I've got four months to get my act together. I don't have to make a payment for four months. Okay. Don't start celebrating now don't is what you're saying. Do it. Fast forward. Four months rolls around. At the end, in the fine print of that agreement that you signed, it says you will repay those four months at the end of this. So once the four months are up, you now owe a thousand per month or you have to provide the mortgage company for a check of $4,000 to restore your mortgage. So what if you can't? So if you can't, well, now you roll into the second category, which could be foreclosure. So we're going to assume that four months down the road that we're kind of past all this. Mm-hmm. And now you have mortgage lates that you're hitting your account because you're not able to pay those payments. So that's one of the unintended consequences, it sounds like. Now, I know on break, you had mentioned to us, Rob, your son lives in an apartment complex. Let's flip this over to people who are paying rent right now. Right. So basically what they're telling them is that uh, either you come up with a rent or you're going to get multiple fees on it. They're saying that they won't evict them just yet, but... Basically, what they're saying, if they don't pay the money or they don't pay the fees, then they're basically going to get evicted whenever this comes to an end. That's unfortunate. And honestly, I don't know if that's the right information that he, your son's being told. I think the key. I don't think so either. Right. I think the key here is what I'm hearing, Joe, you say, moral to the story, is you better be careful because you may not find yourselves in a position where you can make up the differential of this forbearance. So I correct. And I can tell you that the lenders across the country are going to assume in their books that once you've accepted forbearance, that there will be some sort of, some sort of, uh, arrangement going on that you're going to foreclose, you're going to short sell, or you're going to end up getting out of that property because they're not going to expect you. If you couldn't pay your, your mortgage on month one, they're not going to expect month four to roll around and you to be able to write that check. So they're assuming this is going to happen. And that is part of the unintended consequence of why today a lot of servicers don't want to pay or buy new loans. Correct. And that's why brokers are better because you can move it around places that are still buying loans. But for some bankers, their luxury market has dried up. They're not doing that. Some people are having difficulties from what it sounds like, even with government loans, VAs and FHA loans, because there's no down payment assistance. That's been put on halt right now, too. Why is the reason? Because those are the people more likely not to make those payments because they don't have to. Yes, forbearance is going, you're, you're, we're going to pay for this down the road at some point, both as, as a buyer borrower and as a economic plan. We're going to pay for this. So all the people that venture into forbearance, a percentage will come out of it okay, but a large percent will not, and that will lead to some other sales, maybe distressed sales, maybe it evens out the market, but something will come of this, 
uh, down the road. And we're already almost to our halfway mark of the show, which is just shocking to me how quick this goes because we're so passionate about talking about this. I spent a lot of time on the phone yesterday in a Zoom call with Tracy Benson, a first Sonoran property management, giving her a loud, loud shout out because I don't do property management. I know, Joe, you own some rental properties. A lot of people I know are landlords. They have rental properties. They're tenants. They want to buy their first house. And maybe they are in a position like you just described where they can't make their current mortgage payments. The landlords out there that own one, two, three rental properties, if they weren't prepared for their tenants not to be able to make their rent, they're also facing the inability to make their own mortgage payments. So it's definitely a domino effect. And as a domino effect happens, there's so many people out there who are expecting our market to come crashing down like it did during the downturn. In fact, I reached out to an appraiser, Jay Joseph of a Joseph Appraisal Group. Hopefully he'll be calling us here on break. Oh, I guess he's waiting to join the conversation here. And I want to have his insights to share with you guys about the market. I, it looks like I got to wrap it up. We got to pay some bills, run some commercials. Please join us because this conversation is really important for most of us out there right now. Thinking about buying or selling your home? Experience matters when it comes to what may be the biggest investment of your life. Rebecca Rains has been selling real estate full-time for more than a quarter of a century. Her track record is proven, so come see why all of her clients rave about her services. Whether it's your first home or possibly your last, you owe it to yourself to call a true professional. 480-243-4242 or visit IntegrityAllStars.com. Experience matters. IntegrityAllStars.com. We want to welcome you back. I'm Rebecca Rains, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, a motivational Arizona real estate and business show on Independent Talk KFNX. And we do have our caller, Jay Joseph. Are you there? I am here. How are you guys? Oh, we're good, Jay. Good to see you. I have Joe sitting across the table at me. Hey, wait. Just so I get a visual, is Joe wearing his ASU belly shirt again? (laughs) No, I, I knew you wouldn't be in studio, so I chose a different shirt. He's wearing navy blue. He got the message. So am I. And his has his epic mortgage logo. Hey, and even Rob Sell got the more. I, I didn't even catch that. He's wearing navy blue as well. So there's three of us in the studio. We are trying our best to do the six-foot social distancing. We have the hand sanitizer, the bleach wipes. All of that's different from the last time you were on the show with us about a month ago, Jay. Yeah. And I know you gave me the disclaimer this morning on email that I may not like the truth, but I'm telling you, dude, I can handle the truth. I want to hear your truth because you have been doing appraisals for how many years now? Like 30 years. Like 30 and, and years. To, so to say to your listeners what an amazing person Rebecca is, the narrative in the real estate industry is to only tell the good stuff. You know, I mean, we don't want to discourage buyers, and I totally get it. And so I figured when I said, hey, I, I probably don't have great optimistic things to say about what's going on right now. I expected you to say, all right, we'll catch you next time. We'll see you in a few months. And you're like, I can handle the truth, Jay. That's what we need to deliver. And so that's uh, a testament to you and your character. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, I'm not afraid because I personally believe whatever the truth is in your world today, Jay, it's it's fluid. It's fluid in my world. It's fluid in Joe's and Rob's world that's here in the studio because everything is changing day by day with this virus, with the news, with the media with the markets, with everything, right? Yeah. 
And so I'm going to give you your two minutes to tell me the whole studio audience and everybody listening. uh, I feel sorry for the folks listening live on Facebook because they don't get to hear you, but we will definitely put it on our podcast so people can listen to our podcast and hear what you have to say if they are watching us live on Facebook instead of tuning into the radio. All of that said, go ahead, Jay. What was the question I asked you on email this morning? And give us your truth and answer it, please, truthfully. Yeah, you had said that you had seen or had heard that some appraisers were making a COVID-19 adjustment on their appraisal. And um, and I, I want to say this. I don't, I'm not doing that, but I'm doing something kind of similar. And I, I'll say this. Again, 30 years of appraising, this is the hardest time in my career to do an appraisal because appraisers should be good at looking at historic data and making a assessments of how that impacts things and making adjustments and all that. Um, but we are in an unprecedented period of time, and we don't have enough historical data to really make conclusive um, adjustments or commentary or, or um, hypothesis on, on what's happening because the data is so new. Well, yeah, a month yeah, ago we you were here, and we weren't even worried about the the coronavirus affecting our market at the time. It hadn't even really affected anybody here in Arizona no. a month ago. And and so what it requires, and not all appraisers are good at this, it requires speculation. Because, again, we can't look at the data. There's just the data for the last 30 days is really data that was originated in February, right? I mean, it's we just don't – we don't – it's not been enough time for us to – know definitively what the market's doing. So you're forced to speculate. And as an appraiser, my speculation is based on anything, any event that reduces the number of buyers is in some way impactful. And so in this case, obviously COVID-19 is the event. The consequences have been stock market reductions. So people's portfolios are worth less. Um, High unemployment, people some people have lost their jobs or are nervous they're going to lose their jobs. And then just that general market uncertainty is pulling a segment of buyers away from being participants. And so economic principles, if you lose a number of buyers, that reduces demand, reductions in demand tend to place some downward pressure on pricing. And so as an appraiser, that's the reality I'm staring at. So what kind yeah. of adjustments are you guys actually making on valuations based off of this? Because I think that's the concern that I'm hearing from buyers that have been choosing to sit on the sidelines is they want to wait until the prices come down. What kind yeah. of what kind of adjustments are you guys really making out there or speculating on right now? Well, that's the tough thing. So I've only seen two appraisals so far where somebody is clearly making an adjustment in the sales grid on an appraisal. And one of them was $10,000 and one of them was $4,500. I'm not really sure how either of them came to that number. All I'm going to tell you is instead of me making adjustments specifically in the appraisal, I'm coming in where I used to be probably at the middle of my range of where I feel comfortable. I'm now on a little bit towards the lower end of the range of my comfort level. And I'm saying this is impactful in some way. It's really difficult to quantify it because the data is not ready for us yet. Okay, so Joe's so, on the floor right now, just so you know. He just had a coronary, so I'm just... I'm just oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and, and I'm just going to tell you this. You know, what we're seeing in the field 
on the sales ends of things is very different than what you're describing. But what I'm hearing you say, and this explains an appraisal that I got on Friday that was definitely lower than what I expected. They didn't actually quote COVID or anything like that with it or making an actual dollar adjustment. Although I have heard, like you said, about the, that is starting to occur, but they were incredibly conservative and completely yeah. threw out the high comp, which infuriated me because we shouldn't have had a shortage on that house because we had a multiple bidding war for it to even get under contract to begin with. And guess wow. what, Jay? There's a house I wanted to go show my client today that just came back on market over the weekend and it already has three full price offers before we can even get out in the car to go look at it. So I feel like we're definitely on different spectrums, but it's okay because your reality and my reality are different, and that's our truth, right? But my question (laughs) for you, Jay, is do you think that this might be a little bit of people being a little gun-shy because of when – I don't believe this is a downturn per se that we're going through, but when we did go through that very dramatic downturn – a lot of fingers were getting pointed at you appraisers for allowing that to happen, just like with the lenders. So do you think that's um, where you guys are maybe being a little bit on the conservative side today so that you don't have that happen again? It, it is it it is very possible. I was on a Zoom call with a bunch of appraisers uh, a little less than a week ago, and the one comment that really stuck out to me some, from somebody who used to be an authority with the Arizona Board of Appraisal was, the last time we were in this situation – the appraisers that didn't address it, talk about it, deal with it on their appraisals are the ones that are not in the industry anymore. So, yeah, I think that um, – I, and I've also noticed appraise, uh, or lenders are getting tougher on appraisals. I'm getting more conditions back on appraisals the last couple of weeks. And I don't think I automatically – I just recently got bad at doing appraisals. I feel like there's a little more scrutiny from the lending side. Maybe like um, the underwriters calling out how come you didn't use this comp or that comp, you think? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, again, I, my, my period of time to make these conclusions isn't as big as I'd like. It's only been the last couple of weeks, but I think our frequency from getting underwriter revision requests went from like 10% and 50% the last two weeks. And, and I just, uh, I wonder if they're a little more leery too, thinking that they don't want to be the underwriter that signed off on a loan that's got an appraisal that didn't check all the boxes and cover all their bases and and the last the, my last that thing CYA wanna, kind of thing going on is what it, it sounds like yeah the, what I what I think that the good appraisers are doing is talking about COVID-19 talking about the economy and forming their own conclusions and I do think that some segments are reacting different than others um, but I'm seeing appraisals also that don't even mention coronavirus, COVID-19, or anything about what's social distancing or anything the last three weeks. And those are the ones that I think are committing fraud. I mean, the right thing to do is address it, form your own conclusions, and let everyone know how you derive those conclusions. And my guess is underwriters will give you a little latitude as long as you're talking about it. Um, Some adjust for it, some comment, some are a little more conservative, whatever the case may be. It's the ones that don't comment on it that are, that are, putting their license in in jeopardy. Well, Jay, I have to thank you tremendously for calling in. You've given us a wonderful insight on your neck of the woods as what's going on. I'm getting flagged by Chet, our technical engineer, that we already have to go to commercial break again. No worries. And I definitely want to hear from you again in another month because I have a feeling (laughs) this is going to change again, and hopefully I can pick Joe up off the floor before the end of that time, okay? (laughs) So, hey, take care. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. 
Okay, bye. And for those of you guys listening to us, you're going to hear some stats from Joe and I after commercial break because we definitely um, are not happy to hear Jay's truths, but we will address them when we come back. You guys tune in right after break. or selling your home? Experience matters when it comes to what may be the biggest investment of your life. Rebecca Rains has been selling real estate full-time for more than a quarter of a century. Her track record is proven, so come see why all of her clients rave about her services. Whether it's your first home or possibly your last, you owe it to yourself to call a true professional. 480-243-4242 or visit IntegrityAllStars.com. Experience matters. IntegrityAllStars.com. Have you been thinking about buying a new home or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith at Epic Mortgage for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead so you can get the best rate, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact Joe Smith at Epic Mortgage today. 602-741-4121. Welcome you back. I'm Rebecca Raines, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show on Independent Talk, KFNX. In the studio with me right now, I have Rob Sell of Sell Home Inspect. Good morning. Welcome. Again. We have Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage. Here I am. <laughs> and we just got off the phone with Jay Joseph of Joseph's Appraisal Group. And Joe and I on break, along with Rob, we were all commenting on the information Jay was sharing with us. And yeah, I'm not afraid of anybody's truth. I want to hear it all because I think this is such an important topic and I don't want to sway people by having them not call in because they don't necessarily agree with what Joe and I and and Rob are seeing out there. But what we're seeing out there is still a very high demand for housing. I mean, if anything, today might be even more important than ever. A man's home is his castle, right? Now they're home working. Most people are home working. They got their kids home doing school. And I just want to share with you guys some stats. This time last year, we had 23,000 listings active on the market. We only have 18,000 this year, right now, this time last year. This time last year, we had 93,000 sales for the year. This time this year, we have 101,000 sales for the year. So yes, this is like a little impediment, and we don't know how long this is going to last. If it's going to last two more months, three more months, four more months, we really don't know. But what we do know is a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines with concerns because maybe they just got told, I have a good friend of mine who just got told he has to take the rest of the month off unpaid. And as a result, there's going to be tenants who can't make their payments. There's going to be landlords who can't make their payments because their tenants aren't making their payments. And there's going to be people who can't make their mortgage payments just because they fall into that category of being underemployed or unemployed currently as a result of having to stay home. All of that said, there's a website, maricopa.gov. If you guys go there from Tracy Benson, she said you can subscribe for updates from the executive orders. So make sure you guys go on to maricopa.gov for updates because that's where you're going to find our governor's order and 
Dr. Victor is a website for Hull Holiday and Holiday, and they do protect a lot of landlords. And one thing that Tracy shared with me yesterday that I thought was so prudent was it's so important to have communication between the tenants and the landlords and everybody involved and even making partial payments because at the end of this two months from now, three months from now, four months from now, if you are not able to make your monthly payments, whether it's rent or mortgage, you're going to have to pay the piper. And where our concern is, is there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to find themselves in a hole they cannot get out of. So as a result, definitely go to look up the executive order from our governor and also our president's executive order because the federally insured loans are prohibiting a lot of late fees if you can't make your mortgage payments right now. And I know Joe really wanted to talk about, and he already hit forbearance, his favorite topic, but not just that. We talked about what's going to happen with credit for people after this. Are people going to be able to get mortgage loans or do refinances after this event's happened in their life? So we're going to forecast out a little bit, and we're just going to assume. You're not going to speculate, are you? I might speculate. Hmm. So we have we have probably coming up to this month great economic times, right? Everybody was, unemployment was super low. Everything has been going great. And then COVID-19 shows up and now everything is kind of reversing a little bit. So with that, in the scheme of things, what we've come over time to realize is that people will skip their credit card payments first, they'll skip their car payment second, and then they'll skip their rent or their mortgage third because you got to live somewhere, right? So as we get through this crisis, you're going to see people who have stopped making their, their credit card payment because they just can't, or their student loan, or their car. And what that's going to do is that's going to deteriorate people's credit scores. So where we've seen people making a lot of money and paying debt off and acquiring new debt, now going forward, we're going to see that average credit score start to dip as people take hits. And I think that's going to that's going to weigh on us for the next probably two to three years. Okay. So that said, what kind of advice are you going to give your clients when you walk out of the studio today that have been looking at buying a home? Is it a good time to buy a house right now? I believe it is. I believe there's opportunities everywhere always. You just have to find them. In every market, there's opportunities. You just have to realize what they are. So my belief, and I'm not sure where you are, Rebecca, but I think you're close to this, is your opportunity if you're a buyer is that maybe there's a percentage of buyers who have decided to sit it out, who said, you know what, I'm afraid, I'm going to wait. But the other buyers who are a little bit more aggressive can now get their offers seen. Maybe there's maybe there's only three offers instead of 10. Well, yeah, that's what we were seeing in February. I had some listings where we had over 10 offers. And if we're down to two or three that you're competing against, it could be a good thing for some people who maybe got really fed up with how competitive it was. We um, Last, but before we go, I, the show's already almost over. I can't believe it. I want to address one thing because I have a video on my website, and I just shot it a couple of years ago this time, the week before Easter. The time of year is important. Whether you're a tenant, whether you own your own home, Rob, what time of year is it? It's... <clears throat> Get your AC ready for summertime. Yeah, because regardless of what happens with the virus, the heat is still coming. Absolutely. And it's almost here. And so there's a lot of places that you can get tune-ups pretty inexpensive 
If you have concerns about who's coming through, obviously practice being sanitary with the block, uh, Clorox bleach wipes and the hand sanitizer, but you should be calling your local AC companies and doing tune-ups because you're not going to take a, a cross-country trip without getting a tune-up. Summertime's coming. You don't want to go through that summer without a tune-up on your AC. What happens if you don't do your AC tune-ups, Rob? Well, let's just say that worst-case scenario that your air conditioner quits, and even if you have a home warranty, a lot of times you're two or three days out on them getting there. So then you're going to have to figure out a way to stay cool, or you're going to have to stay with relatives. And right now that might be a little problematic. It would definitely be a little problematic, and you don't want to wait until the middle of the summer to be worrying about getting your AC fixed. So you guys out there, this is a week before Easter Sunday, please get your ACs worked on, tuned up. Even if you're a tenant, you really don't want people in. You'd rather them come in this time of year than wait till the middle of the summer and have a problem with the AC unit. So don't fight your landlords if that's what they want to do. And again, I mentioned on break the John Hopkins website. Unfortunately, I want to give condolences for those affected across the world in the country. Um, and here in Arizona, we have had 64 deaths so far from the coronavirus. So we are definitely taking it very serious. And I am here to say, um, overall, Arizona has proven to be a very good place to be during this um, crisis that we're all in. We have wonderful weather. It's beautiful outside. More and more people are outside walking the streets, taking bike rides with the kids. There are a lot of good things happening right now. And I do expect as soon as this quarantine lets up, we're going to have a lot of people moving here from New York, New Jersey, Michigan, California, and Louisiana, because who doesn't want to be here right now knowing how much better it's been over the last several months? Any last thoughts or word to the wise from either of you guys here in my peanut gallery? Joe Smith, you first. I always have some words to the wise. So if if you're thinking about buying a house and if you've been pre-qualified, do a double check with your lender. Just make sure everything is still correct. Make sure you have everything done and go go after your house. I think it's a good time. You you'll get some you'll get some action on your property. People who are listing are are anxious to sell. They want to sell. And people who want to buy really want to buy. So it's it's a good time to marry up those people. We're doing a lot of virtual tours right now. We're using booties, we're using hand sanitizer, we're wiping things down. We're not allowing large groups into homes today in the MLS. We had a new feature called virtual uh, open houses so that somebody like myself can be sitting in a home. And if you guys log on, you can see the home, ask us questions. We can show you around from the comfort of your own home. And for sellers, that does mitigate the number of strangers coming through your home at any given time. Um, you know, there's a lot of things changing. And Rob, what about you? Is there any last words of wise that you'd like to share with our uh, folks listening to the show today? Let's just say you get to the point where you want to buy another home and you're going to list yours. Possibly doing a pre-listing inspection would be a good idea. That way you can get a number of a great idea. things out of the way that would encumber the inspection report that you wouldn't have to deal with. You could deal with it. You could be proactive, proactive rather than reactive. I think that's wonderful advice so we can really limit the number of people coming through. What a great show, you guys. I want to thank Chet, our technical engineer, for running the board. Ariel, once again, great job on recording our show for both podcast and live on Facebook. And our expert contributors, thank you both for joining us. You've been listening to Grateful Heart Radio on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains. Next week, we're going to have another fantastic show talking about the market and cryptocurrency. Did I even say that right? I don't even know if I said that right. But I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us next week, this week and next week. And check us out on social media in the meantime, gratefulheart.tv. Thanks, guys. Thank you.